Hi everyone. Happy October. So I'm really excited about this episode. Um, I felt like it was the perfect time for an episode on my supernatural experiences, some spooky stories, and different encounters I had um, that have stuck with me this whole time. And I'll just start off by saying I've never actually seen a ghost. So there's no full-on ghost story, but I have a couple different versions um, of different stories that I'm going to share with you guys, just some odd encounters, um, like I said, that have stuck with me this, this whole time. And it's interesting because thinking about it when I was coming up with the idea for this podcast and really what a lot of my focus and work on the side has been the last four or five years has been on energy and looking at it, energy, whether it's self-empowerment or meditation, just moving energy and really the supernatural um, side of things is also energy related. So it is all kind of on a spectrum um, of whether it's you kind of being in your own personal space and working things out through meditations um, and psychic work or kind of sensing other people's energy, whether it is in a physical form or spiritual form. So I'm really open-minded when it comes to all of this stuff, and I'm interested to see what any of you guys think about these stories, and also I want to hear if anyone has had any other similar encounters, because a couple of them have been really bizarre, and I honestly think about them pretty often because I'm still trying to make sense, and maybe um, something else will come up with it. So I'll start off with my first story, and it actually happened over 10 years ago now. It started in 2009 and it was at my house actually in my bedroom which (laughs) seems terrifying but um it wasn't so bad it was just kind of bizarre so let me start so yeah it was 2009 and two of my cousins were sleeping over and my sister was there and we all decided to have like a sleepover in the backyard. We had a fenced-in backyard. We weren't really super adventurous as far as like going out in the wilderness and camping. So we figured, why not just pitch a tent? We'd all hang out, have a bonfire, and then just sleep in the tent, which is what we did. We took a bunch of pictures the night before, like outside, just hanging out. And then the next day, we were looking at the pictures on my desktop computer and it was 10 years ago, 11 years ago. So it was like an actual monitor screen and I had the whole desk set up and I had a cup that I just had like random pens and pencils kind of just sitting in. And that was on the top shelf of this big bulky desk. And there really was nothing by it. It was kind of just like this cup sitting on a shelf by itself. So we're scrolling through the pictures, not thinking much of it, and we come across some outside of the tent, and there are what appears to be orbs in the pictures, and we're seeing like a lot of them, and they're different shapes, different sizes, and I'm not like a huge believer. I'm mostly a skeptic when it comes to like orbs and pictures, I'd say for the most part. Like I think it just depends. I mean, there's so much that could go wrong, whether it's dust or just like a refraction of light. It could really be anything, especially with all these filters and apps that are out now. So 
back like 11, 10 years ago, we just noticed it. Like we were just kind of talking about it. Um, and I remember like my mom came into the room and um, we just kind of were talking about how, oh, it was like my great grandmother, like kind of watching over us. She just mentioned that. And I believe around the same time, like my mom had walked out of the room and this cup of pens and pencils that was on top of our desk completely like turns on its side and it rotates like in a circular pattern and it rotates off of center. Like it's just kind of rolling around and you would think that the pens and pencils, I mean, it was rotating so heavily that they would normally fall out because of gravity and nothing fell out. And Nothing had bumped the desk. Nothing was close to this cup of pencils or pens that I just remember us all seeing it, the four of us. And we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, what was that? Like totally freaked out. Um, But one thing that I will say with this is I never got an uncomfortable feeling. Like knowing that there was a ghost or some supernatural activity in my room, like would freak me out but I remember in that moment I felt peaceful like it didn't feel negative it didn't feel bad in any way it was kind of comforting so I just remember that was um, something that just stuck out especially when it comes to like supernatural experiences like I know I physically saw this cup um, move and nothing bumped it all four of us saw it Now, one interesting thing that I want to mention here is pretty often I feel like I'll bring this up to like my sister and my two cousins who were with me and who saw this. And for whatever reason, which I still can't figure out, they can't seem to remember this occurrence or it's kind of hazy to them. Like I will set the scene and I still have the pictures from that night and of the four of us, I'm the only one that remembers seeing this. So I've listened to a bunch of podcasts on similar situations with this, different paranormal experiences. And one thing that comes up is there is a thing called paranormal amnesia to where if you are a part of some supernatural event or something that just doesn't make sense in your regular thinking mind, that you kind of erase it from your memory. It's in your subconscious, but your conscious mind, because it doesn't fit within your set of beliefs, your conscious mind kind of writes it over and kind of forgets about it, which is pretty interesting. And I could see that happening with some other things that I may have been through. And I think it's also a defense mechanism. So if we go through any sort of trauma or anything that kind of sticks with us in a bad way that we almost want to forget, our mind has a way of kind of erasing it or tainting it a little bit to help protect ourselves. So I still bring it up to them. I think I talked to my sister about it literally a couple weeks ago, and they just can't seem to remember it as intensely as I as I could. And something else that I wanted to touch on too is a lot of times paranormal experiences or anything supernatural tends to happen to people um, in their early years. 
when they're a child or when they just start um, like puberty, kind of transitioning into being a teenager. And it's because when we're younger, we have more of an imagination. So we're kind of open. We have like our sixth sense working more for us. We have our sixth chakra. So um, our intuition is a little bit stronger before we're kind of like taught to not believe in all of this stuff, which is pretty interesting. And for any of you guys listening, I'd love to hear if this is kind of something that you've experienced for yourself. So for my second story, this is a little bit more recent and this is, this is interesting. So this happened to me about four to five years ago. Um, it was about a year after I moved to California and I was working in Glendale at the time and I had gotten off work late um, and I was driving home. So I was in my car getting ready to get onto the five South. So I'm driving, it's probably 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night and I'm driving to get onto the on-ramp. Um, and before I get to the on-ramp, I see on my right side, this old antique car. It was purple and it was like one of those big old, it was probably like a Cadillac, one of those old, you know, vintage cars. And I remember it was a man driving. He was probably, I'd say, I don't know, forties, fifties, um, didn't really get, uh, many details with like the face or anything, but it was more of like a silhouette and he was driving next to me. And I remember just kind of glancing at the license plate and it was like this older purple car. So it comes up next to me, I'm driving and it actually passes me by on my right side, keeps going straight. And to turn on to the on-ramp to turn on to the five South, you have to turn left. So I'm in the turning lane and I turn left. The car had already passed me by and this is a long on-ramp. So you're probably on it for, I'd say like 20 seconds before you merge onto the actual freeway. So I'm going all around the twists and the curves of getting onto the five. And as I'm merging on, I'm probably on the five for maybe like five seconds before I see the same car come up past me on my left side. And it speeds past me. I remember glancing at the license plate a second time. The license plate matched. I think the first like four letters were the same. It was the same purple antique car driving. And it just kind of sped past me. And it took a couple seconds for me to register. But I was thinking to myself, so this car never actually came onto the freeway with me. So the car kept going straight when I first saw it. And if it went straight, there was no way that it could have entered onto the same on-ramp as what I entered. There was no other way. It kept going straight to San Fernando. Like it, it couldn't have gotten on the same freeway. So this car had driven past me on the freeway once I had merged on. So I was like thinking about that and it stuck with me and I was like, there's no possible way that this car could have done that. Like it defies all laws. Um, So that was something that was really creepy and I don't know what the energy, what was going on with the energy at that time, but I remember there were a couple other odd occurrences that had happened, particularly with cars. 
I remember being in my parking garage at my apartment getting ready for work and I think I was just sitting in my car with my car on and I was looking down at my phone and just a couple weird things like I knew a car was on catty corner from me and that there was someone there and I looked up and it was gone and it was one of those things to where I knew that a car didn't leave the garage because it didn't really like pass pass me by and just a lot of weird energy surrounding cars and kind of my apartment, which will lead me into the next story. But one more thing I want to touch on with um, the five south or five north, whatever direction, both directions. But it kind of goes alongside Griffith Park. And I've heard that Griffith Park has a lot of energy kind of condensed in it. I don't know if you guys have heard of this before, but there are certain things called ley lines that um, are kind of geomagnetic energy centers within the earth. So I've heard that Griffith Park has some condensed energy, something similar, probably not to the extent of like what the Bermuda Triangle has, but that's something um, where it's said to have more of like an energy portal or vortex. Um, so I was wondering, was it something like that that wasn't necessarily like a ghost car, but something more or less like a portal? Was it like an interdimensional being? It honestly was really weird. Um, and I know that there's been like a lot of weird activity at the L.A. Zoo, which is really close to there, the old L.A. Zoo, I should add, um, and the carousel over there as well. So I just thought that to be odd. Um, one podcast said that, yeah, Griffith Park, parts of Pasadena and even like Benedict Canyon, which I've talked before in the podcast about, um, just having like some intense geomagnetic energy. Um, so yeah, my next story is also something to do with like my apartment here, which it's kind of weird that all of these stories I don't think I've never lived in a haunted place and I never want to actually, but, um, all of these weird things seem to happen like at my apartment, but regardless, so this was probably hmm, two to three years ago and it's the same apartment I live in now. And I remember my roommate was at work and we have each other's location on our phone. Um, and I knew that she was away She was in like Santa Monica or somewhere on the west side, so it was far. And I was off that day. So I was going to the gym, and I always lock the door, and I knew that the door was locked. I go to the gym, I come home, and I find my deadbolt on my door open. Like it's turned to where the deadbolt is sticking out, and the door is cracked open. And this is the apartment door to our apartment together inside the complex. And it's weird because I wasn't sure if my roommate, you know, had come or gone. So I checked her location. She was at work um, and I had asked her and she hadn't been home at all. So I found that to be really strange. I always locked the door. I knew that I had actually physically locked the door and no one else has a key to our apartment besides like the, um, the apartment manager of the complex. And we were really close with her and I knew it wasn't her. So 
I hesitate, but I walk in slowly and I'm like kind of prepared to like see someone in the apartment because it's cracked open. It's weird. The door was just left ajar. So I walk in and I'm kind of checking behind everything and everything like behind doors and curtains and like even in like cupboards. I'm like trying to figure out who is in the apartment. And in my search, I notice something, the air is off and I start to smell gas. So immediately I'm like, what is this? So I look and the back burner to our gas stove is turned on. So I was really alarmed by that. Um, At that point, I remember I hadn't used the stove in at least a week. And I was wondering like, okay, how is this on right now? So I immediately called, texted my roommate and I had asked her, I was like, hey, you know, have you been home? Why is the gas on? Like, did you happen to leave it on? Did you cook last night or this morning? Um, And she said, no, she actually hadn't used the stove in the last week either. So even if one of us cooked the night before, like we would have smelled it in the morning. Um, So it just didn't add up. It didn't make sense. So I was so freaked out. I ended up filing a police report. Um, My roommate and I like slept on the couch in like our living room for like the next week. Uh, We just couldn't figure out who it was that was in there, why it was there, why the gas was on. Um, And yeah, it really freaked me out. I like Palo Santo'd the whole apartment. I like kind of tried to shift the energy. Um, I'm not saying that was that it was supernatural, but it just doesn't add up because no one else had a key to our apartment at that time. And the fact that the gas was on, the door was open, um, it just, it gave me a really weird, uncomfortable feeling. There were a couple other things going on in the apartment at the time. My car was broken into and it ended up like having wires cut, um, that didn't add up like that was a month prior. Um, but yeah, it was a definitely interesting time and I have a part two to this story. So I think this story actually happened like three years ago. So about a year ago, I was telling this story to a coworker and this was at night. I was just kind of relaying the same events to him. Like I'm telling you guys now and I come home that night after explaining the full story in detail and I like come into my room, kind of do my like normal thing, just like getting ready for bed. And I walk back out into the living room and I notice that the door is cracked. So I'm immediately kind of freaking out because I had just like retold the story to a coworker, So it was fresh in my mind. This was probably like an hour and a half prior. The door was cracked and the gas on the stove was on. So I was freaking out and I had immediately asked my roommate, hoping that it would be a coincidence that she just happened to leave the gas on the stove on. And once again, she said she hadn't used the stove that night. So it really was like unexplainable. I think this is one of those, um, 
paranormal amnesia situations that I like kind of wanted to forget because it just made me feel so uncomfortable because it just didn't line up. There was no explanation as to why. So I actually came up with like a journal that I write some of this stuff down in just so I can remember the details. Um, But yeah, so I'm hoping that me sharing the story with you now won't lead to this happening a third time. But yeah, definitely weird. And kind of thinking about all three of them, they're all like totally different experiences. Um, And I'd love to hear if any of you guys have had any similar experiences, whether it was seeing something or feeling something. And I didn't really touch on some other aspects that I would like to in a future episode, such as like ghost investigations that I've gone on or any seances or even past life regressions, which are super interesting. Um, And I have some really cool experiences with those, um, which I want to share with you guys. But I thought for Halloween that this would be like a fun episode and I'd love to hear your feedback. Also, if you guys have have had have had any crazy, unexplainable, weird situations like this, I'd love to hear. So please DM me or share them with me. I'd love to hear. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys for listening.